and welcome back to another emergency episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're going to break down Monday Night Football. What a chaotic game that was. We're going to break down the Buffalo Bills firing their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. The following day, big news dump and Tuesday morning to kind of shake up the NFL world. Before we do that, I have to let you know about our sponsor of the episode, Sweat Taylor. The Double Doing Podcast is officially sponsored by Sweat Taylor. It is a casual clothing brand for men that carries everything a man could want in his closet. From hoodies to joggers to poles and jeans, Sweat Taylor has you covered in every possible way. Use code BDEGST. Again, that's B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off everything at SweatTaylor.com. The Double Doing Podcast is also sponsored by Manscaped. Introducing a new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra as a cutting edge design and next generation dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join my join nine million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use code Doink Double Doink at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping. Use code Double Doink at Manscaped.com. I am joined next to me by Mr. Eric Warnsey. How are we doing on this Tuesday afternoon? Wow, what a Monday Night Football game. Holy that was Christ. chaos in the purest form. That was just turnovers, left, right, center, mistakes, shooting yourself in the foot. Like, who wanted to win the game? And somehow the Denver Broncos end up on top because the Buffalo Bills have 12 men on the field. I, I said it to you. I can't remember. It happened in a great cup. Yeah, I looked at it. It was 2009. 2009, okay. The Rough so I wasn't crazy, yeah. Saskatchewan. Was it, was it Alouettes? Alouettes? Yeah, they won. Yeah, they Alouettes won the got the okay. win because they missed uh, missed uh, or the missing field goal was able to be retried. Exact yeah. same thing that happened For the on American Monday. listeners, the great cup is the CFL, <laughs> Canadian Football League, which we're from Canada. This was, yeah, this was a regular season And it game. was the 13th man on the field, not the 12th man. You're because right. There's an extra man on the... That my, that's the first thing I thought of when I when I watched that last night. But uh, yeah, I, I guess before we talk about Ken Dorsey, let's talk more about this game. What do you think the biggest takeaway from Monday Night Football was? Uh, as much as as everybody will single in on that one play. The biggest takeaway for me is no question that Josh Allen has regressed this season. And I know that there's all the EPA metrics, the DVOA, like Ken Dorsey getting fired is something. And because they're third in DVOA, they're first in success rate, third in EPA per play, fourth in quarterback rating, third in yards per play. So the offensive metrics are off the charts, stats-wise, but the eye test is it's completely just, different. They are the ultimate analytics versus old concussion heads bumping into each other. Exactly. That's literally like, what the team is. Like Every single number and metric does not match what your eyes are telling you. And it's crazy because this usually doesn't happen this way. Like Usually there's a little bit of push and pull between analytics and what you're seeing. This is a whole other level. Right, because... You can't tell me this offense is first in success rate, but tell me Josh Allen is having the best year of his career. Like it's it's not the case. He's making countless poor decisions and at a rate that we just have never seen. Even going back to college, he never threw close to this as many as many as interceptions as this. Maybe it was because he was so inaccurate in college he couldn't throw as many interceptions, but He's just careless with the football right now, and they're they're like back breaking turnovers. You know what I mean? They're not just the fluky oh 
ball got tipped and there there were a couple like there were two turnovers they had four turnovers yesterday two of them weren't his fault the fumble is not his fault um the at the beginning kind of no, was no the, the first one the very right, on James the first, yeah the very first one James Cook wasn't and then the one to Gabe Davis I saw some people online going like he threw the ball too hard Josh Allen throws the ball hard yeah. like Gabe Davis has to come down with that the third turnover the interception before halftime was the crucial one the definition that, of bone that was the worst that was arguably his worst decision he's made all year you need to go into halftime only down one point because they were down four points before I believe it was 15 to or was 12 to 8 at that point the scores yeah, yeah. I said to my mom like the score Gami has a very good chance here in this football game and it was nine to eight but um it was 12 to 8. They're driving. I can't remember how much time's left. I think it's like a minute. The Bills got the ball back after a Denver field goal already right. to make with it 40 12 8. With 40 seconds left. Yeah. To throw an interception there. And what was the only seeing? way? There was nothing yeah. there. There was absolutely nothing there. Denver gets the ball back. They kick a field goal to go up 15 8. And guess how much points they lose by? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Denver kept the door open for Buffalo. If Will Lutz had hit some kicks, he missed two extra points. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even a game, really. Like it, we're talking about Sean Payton's coaching mishaps on special teams. Yeah. Oh, if if Sean McDermott can count twelve guys on the field, right? Um, you had that crazy stat that the Broncos only had six points off of the Bills' four turnovers. The Bills actually had more points the off Bills turnovers. Had seven. <laughs> yeah, they had seven. Denver did everything they possibly could to try to give that game. Back Buffalo and Buffalo was just pushing like nah I don't want it you take it I don't want it you take it that was basically the whole game you're right about I, I it's funny because Josh Allen like he's still to me in my opinion he's still playing at a high level outside of the turnovers he's doing everything he can around this offense he's the best player on the football team but the turnovers are really 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 a big problem and it's starting to come back and bite this team so I looked this up today I thought this was very interesting Josh Allen enters the league in 2018. Okay, so following the 2018 season, okay, Josh Allen led the league in turnovers that year. All right? Then 2019, who had the most turnovers from 2019 to 2018? Josh Allen. Who had the most turnovers from 2020 to 2018? Josh Allen. Who had the most turnovers from 21, 2021 to 2018? Josh Allen. Who had the most turnovers from 2022 to 2018? Josh Allen. Who had the most turnovers from 2023 now to 2018? Josh Allen. He is the most turnover-prone quarterback in the NFL since he has entered the league. And now it's officially starting to come back and bite them in the ass. Yeah. What do you... Did you see RG3's tweet yesterday? I did not. It almost like... Okay, so I'll actually just have to break it out then. I'll I'll pull pull it up. No, um, I know it. Just it was... I thought it was actually a rare good tweet from RG3. <laughs> he's, he's a wild Twitter follow. He is. He just says some of the craziest things. But he said, the way that the media reacts about Dak Prescott's interceptions is the way that we should be reacting about Josh Allen's interceptions. Mm-hmm, that's fair. And I actually, like, I kind of looked at that. I was like, you're right. Like, it feels like Dak Prescott is known as the most, like, careless with the football, non-clutch, throws bad interceptions quarterback. But... Like it's it's Josh Allen. Like he's he's reckless with the football, and it's the Bills don't have the hor- the horses to overcome. Another the- another interesting thing from this game was James Cook getting benched after the very first fumble when he was clearly the most the running back with the most juice. Now Latavius Murray played all right, I guess, but there were like like he when he was running the ball, yes, but they kept trying to throw him the football. 
I wonder. I, I wonder how many targets. James Cook is a very high risk, high reward player. Like he, you remember but later in the game he, he fumbled two, again and bounced right back to him. Yeah, he had he had four targets for one yard in this game receiving the ball. James Cook's at least a threat out of the backfield. He's not anymore because he's so bad in pass pro. That's fair. He's like a, a huge liability in pass pro. It's completely offset his ability to catch the football. He's a good running back, but he's also got to take care of the ball. Remember, there was a fumble where it bounced right back to him. Who you blame the missed handoff on between Allen and Cook? I don't know. It just didn't look right. But That was Josh Allen's fault for sure. Yeah, but it's the ball was be out before bit. it even hit him in the in the belly. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like the it, ball, the James Cook was like not even had an opportunity to get the ball. Right, but that's I, that kind he, of stuff. He's not the first. But, he's not the first running back to be sat a few series after fumble. Uh, yeah, but like a starting running back. And my point is, it's just like James Cook clearly had the most juice on that offense. Maybe he needed to be benched, but he looked like. Uh, yeah, like maybe that's what made him come out angry. He yeah. ran angry, but after he played that. well outside of that. Um, trying to think if there's anything on, like the 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 uh, zero blitz. Sorry, on the, oh, right, the second right. call, like the, the Denver's final drive here. Like you, you get great call on the first zero blitz. Pushes like, him right out of field. The old engage eight on Madden yeah. and pushes him out of field range. Great sack. Great blitz, by the way, too. Like they they ran that perfectly, got the gaps right. Russell Wilson had no time; his head was down. He was not there. He had no chance. Goa, and then and then the next play, you do it again. Yeah, like exact same thing. Why? No reason they were, to. They were Unnecessary. Ar- they were already out of field goal range. Denver was going to need at least like seven yards for a realistic field goal attempt. Yeah, it was like Maybe five s- to seven, something of like that. Yeah, four to like seven in that range. Five minutes. Yards probably gives them like a 58 yarder, yeah. which Will Lutz was not kicking good. So I, I'm no. going to say they needed at least seven yards for a realistic field goal. They didn't need a sack. They didn't need to push them back. They just needed to play some zone defense, keep it in front of you, and live by the die by the field goal. But just a crazy call, and you can't blame the cornerback for taking the pi. Like he was, no. he was beat. He was, An underrated play in football is the underthrown deep, deep ball. ball for pass interference. It's Funny the Eagles translating back to the Eagles, but they played the Falcons in that divisional round in the Super Bowl run. A pass interference call of a way underthrown Nick Foles ball to Torrey Smith. Got them points and basically won them that game. It's such an underrated play. Gordon should try it more. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to we need to do something here. Cornerback's <laughs> the hardest position. Yeah, exactly. Like, Throw guys, it deep, it's man. not fair for these guys, but that was absolutely the right. There was about five flags on the field. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> no, it was hundred percent passing. Yeah. Defense. Um. Okay. Before we move on to Ken Dorsey getting fired, uh, do you want to you want to talk about the Broncos? You got any Broncos takes here? No, I mean they're trending in the right direction. I don't look at them as a threat. Like the people, like, did we write off the Broncos too early? Watch out for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton down the stretch. I'm still not like watching out for this team, but it's like you said, they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. They're they're not the team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. They're not a laughing stock of the league anymore. Like their defense is finally at least competent with just getting Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertain healthy in that defense. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not the laughing stock that gave up seven. Yeah, it, it came just came back to earth. We we talked about this one after the seventy point burger and how bad their defense was. We're like things are gonna come back Positive to reality at some point. Yeah. yeah. And it has in a big way. Like I, I give credit to Vance Joseph. Like the the week before they lost, so they 
they played the Chiefs, right? And then they had their bye week and then played the Chiefs again. Is that correct? Or was there a bye mix in between there? No, their bye was before this game against the Bills. The Bills. Okay, so they played Chiefs back-to-back? Is that correct? They went... No, because I remember they lost... They went... Took my money against the Packers. You're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they they played the Chiefs hard. They play they beat the Packers. They played the Chiefs hard again and won. And then mm. they just beat the Bills and won. Like, hey man. Yeah, the, not I mean, too shabby, Mister Sean. I, last week I chirped the Vikings Broncos being Sunday Night Football. Like it looks like a good game sudden, now. Like, yeah, sneaky. Like you got Josh Dobbs versus the new energized Russell Wilson. Like the fighting Wilsons, baby. That's how bad primetime games have been recently. That that game's got some secret, a little bit of juice. Overall, I don't think they're contenders. We brought up the fact that they had four, six points on four. Bills turnovers a good team puts that team to bed right there like if you're playing the Eagles 49ers Chiefs you can't do that you can't Mm -hmm. you you have to score points on those turnovers so I think Denver is gonna be it they're kind of like what I thought they were gonna be before the year now right you know what I mean yeah in that middle zone like they're gonna fight hard be competitive every week I think that was literally what we said on the AFC West preview show. It's like, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be 500. It's kind of what they are right now. The AFC is just too jam-packed to to make the playoffs for them. However, I was looking, I was peeking at their schedule, and it's not like out of the realm of possibilities that they could go on a run here. They got the Vikings, Browns, Texans, Chargers, Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. So, like... Could they steal a few of those and go ten a and seven? Of, Maybe, but most likely a lot of field goal spreads either way. <laughs> yeah. Like they they can maybe get a few, but the odds like are looking at the, the just looking at what it's going to take to make the playoffs in the AFC this season. It, I don't know if nine and eight gets it done. Right now, the Bengals and the Bills are sitting outside the playoffs. I don't know if ten and seven gets it done, Wernsey. Ten and seven gets you. There's probably there might be a team with ten and seven who doesn't make the playoffs this year in the AFC. Right, you're right. So ten, and, the team that gets the last spot will be ten and seven. Mm-hmm. But you're right, there could be a ten and seven team on the outside looking in. That's wow. And then on yeah. the NFC, there'll be an eight and nine team getting in. Mm-hmm. That's that's just I guess the way the cookie crumbles. But before let's talk about Ken Norton. Yeah, let's before, do this. Before we talk about Ken Norton, this emergency Monday Night Football podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp online therapy we love better help at the double doink and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around the mental health of a football fan some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy but that is not true therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse and it can help you avoid the lowest of lows better help is customized online therapy that offers over the phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone in person if you don't want to which is my favorite part better help is available 100 percent online There's no sitting in waiting rooms, no getting stuck in traffic, no time wasted searching for the right therapist, and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can even be matched with a licensed therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 3 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Double Doink listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Double Doink. That's BetterHelp.com slash Double Doink. All righty. Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey can't. He's the guy who wakes up on Tuesday morning and phone buzzes, says, "Hey, buddy, I'm sorry, your key card." I would is, love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Your key card is not gonna work when you show up for work today. So, 
What I was. How do you think? Like, how do you I, think he died? What was I, your when you read that headline, that tweet from Adam Schefter saying he's out? What was your first reaction? I was upset, kind of like Matt. Like I was like I was, this. I was stunned. Yeah. Like, I I couldn't believe it. I'll explain why. Like I, I think it's a mistake. Um, but how do you think it went down? How do, how do, I think. How do you think? Do you think, I think Sean Kendall's, McDermott was extremely mad? Extremely, extremely mad. And has made a decision blaming somebody who's not even the right person to blame in a blind rage. Do you think he did it last night? Do you think he did it this morning? How, like, I'm, I'm so curious of yeah. how this possibly, like, did, they, did McDermott sleep on it? Wake no, up at 6 a.m.? Right. He made that decision yesterday. Do you think, think he made the decision before the game ended? After the game ended? Like, there's so many time variables here. Because, like, I'll give you my take on, on the Ken Dorsey thing. Like, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and Josh Allen together are the problem in Buffalo. Like, not Ken Dorsey. I, yeah. Ken Dorsey's a scapegoat in all this. And McDermott doesn't call stupid zero points, like we said, for the second time on that final drive and counts his players correctly. The Broncos game winning on the Broncos game winning field goal drive. Dorsey yeah. still has a job this morning, Warnsey. Bill's defense right now ranks dead last in EPA per play since week five, while the offense ranks eighth since week five. The offense has no game changers outside of Stephon Diggs. They have a rookie tight end right now as a number two option. Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers. They have expensive players like Vaughn Miller, absolutely just mailing it in on defense, doing nothing. The team ranks six in penalty yards warranty so far through 10 games. They look like they also just can't handle expectations. Like they look tight. They look yeah. like befuddled. They look like they, they, they look like the pressure is getting to them. They just don't look like a comfortable, well-coached football team. And that is on Sean McDermott, not Ken Dorsey. It's not like an X's and O's offensive play calling issue. It's we're making stupid mistakes issue. And that problem's on the head coach, the quarterback, and the general manager. I think Sean McDermott should be fired after this year if they don't make the playoffs. Oh, I, I think that's clear. I mean, it's had a good run there, but it, when you keep knocking on the same door with the same guy, the same voice, it's it's unfortunate, but somebody has to go. And yeah. that's why I it feels like Ken Dorsey, like you said, is the scapegoat. scapegoat. It feels like Sean McDermott is almost being immature and being like, it's not me, it's somebody else. Exactly. So who is yeah. it? So when did he do yeah. this? Like, I'm so curious because if they kick that game-winning field goal, I – if they hit the game game winning field goal, sir, or, the, or they miss they, it. they miss it, and there's no twelve men on the field, sorry, I firmly believe Ken Dorsey's still employed for sure. Like I just said, like, and that is so. That is how bad organizations run, where you make like snap decisions like this, right? And you like, just put everyone else out to dry except for yourself as a head coach, right? So let's zoom out on the Bills season because, like we said, it's the classic case of analytics versus eye test, team eye test versus team stats, and. This Bills 12 men on the field penalty can be zoomed in and looked at singularly as a huge mishap. But this is a team that has lost a game to Zach Wilson this season. They they lost a game to the Mac, Mac Jones, Jones, Zach Wilson, and Russell Wilson. They turned up and Josh Allen had nine interceptions combined in right. those in those games. Mac Jones got the ball with a minute and a half left, zero timeouts, or maybe one timeout, and on his side of the field. Drives down the field. Drives down the field with no time on the clock remaining and scores a touchdown. <laughs> Not a kicks a field goal to tie it. Like, scores to a touchdown. It. That's on Sean McDermott's Exactly. Defense. And let's remember here, the Bills should have lost to the Giants. Yes. That was pass interference on Darren Waller in the back of the end zone, Warnsey. It sure was. Like, that's enough. that was a game they won that easily could be under the microscope as a huge, huge area of concern. So... 
this 12 men on the field penalty almost seems like it seems like a whole like theme of their season. It wasn't just a one play, one mistake. So somebody's got to go and it's Ken Dorsey. It's no, this whole Bills season has really been a whole series of shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. And yeah. people with Miami Dolphins AFC East tickets are loving it. <laughs> AKA Mr. Eric <laughs> yeah. Warnsey beside me. Who should who could have called this? I I'm loving it. Okay. Overall, I'm still not out on the Bills. Like I don't I'm not hundred percent out that they're gonna make the playoffs yet. Um their schedule man. It's tough. I I get it, but I like I'm still gonna give them a couple more, like a week or two, to figure this out. They've got the Eagles in two weeks, so um, yeah, the Chiefs after that. Yeah, so but I, I just I'm looking at the numbers, Warrenzy. I'm look, I, I can't get my wrap my head around this. Eighth in points per game, six in EP, or six in efficiency, second in EPA per play, fourth in quarterback rating, third in yards per play, fifth in yards per rush, second and third down conversion, third in red zone touchdown percentage. Thanks, I don't yeah. like what a. a I don't know how to evaluate this anymore except look at this and say, I'm going to give them a benefit of doubt to figure it out. But I would have liked to see Ken Dorsey figure it out, not this. Like, this is. And it's Joe Brady. We haven't yeah. even talked about that. So, Joe, like, yeah, Joe Brady, uh, for the listeners who don't know who's taking over for Buffalo, I'll kind of explain his history a little bit. Joe Brady was the passing game quarter and kind of quote unquote the architect of that LSU um, 2019 offense. That was historic. Like I, I think Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Jamar Burrow Chase. just like lit, I think Joe Joe Burrow broke records that year. He won the oh, yeah. he won the Heisman, um, and then he goes to Carolina. So the Carolina Panthers hire him as the offensive coordinator at the beginning of the 2020 season. He has Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. Um, then they move off to Sam Darnold. God, Carolina's history is sad, man. Uh, you, then they have Sam Darnold lead the way in 2021. I think Cam Newton gets in there, right? Uh, kind of a wash, Cam Newton. But during that stretch, he finishes 29th in EPA per play. They fire him after week 12. So then he doesn't have a job. And then Buffalo hires him as a quarterback's coach before the 2022 season. So that's kind of how Joe Brady got to Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I, he's I, never I had success at the pros. It's we'll see. I mean, yeah, like I don't, I don't think he has Josh Allen. So I guess exactly. Yeah. If you're a Bills fan, you're spending it as he had great success with Joe Burrow in LSU. So all he needs is a great quarterback. He'll have great success. I don't know. I guess that's how you'd spin it. But mm-hmm. in the uh, the difference in that LSU, I think their wide receiver core was Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, <laughs> yeah. and Terrace Marshall. Like, yes, and you Stephon had Clyde Diggs, was running back, right? Yeah. yeah so. I don't know about the weapons outside of God, Stephon that's Diggs. That's insane offense. Yeah, and they came out of nowhere. Remember that? Like, they weren't expected to be. No, Joe Burrow wasn't supposed to be that good. He wasn't even in, like, I think he was in, like, fifth to seventh round mocks before that season, right? Yeah, and unquestioned first overall. So good for Joe Brady for doing that. Like, he's he's clearly smart, and he's clearly some sort of offensive mind. Like, you're in the NFL. You got to be. But, like, I just, I really don't think Ken Dorsey deserved to be fired. If you wanted to fire Ken Dorsey after the year, go for it. Right. You know what I mean? If you want to make changes after the season, that's completely fine. But, it's week 11, man, and we're doing this right now for a contending team who's trying to, like, make a run. This isn't like a 2-8 and eight team firing their head coach. This is a 5-5 five and five team with expectations firing their offensive coordinator Twenty, not even 24 hours after you finish a football game. This just reeks of desperation. Just reeks, warns you, of desperation. Something I did find interesting as well that I want to throw out there. So we, we've been kind of upset with the run game well with Buffalo. I know. I was shocked to see their running EPA stats. They're first in the league in rushing EPA. And guess who? And so under Ken Dorsey, or sorry, under Brian Dayball from 2018 to 2021. 
So this is Brian Dayball's run as the offensive coordinator in Buffalo for four seasons. They finished 19th in the APA per rush and 20th in success rate. So they were a below average rushing team under Brian Dayball. Because we were talking about that during 2021, even on this podcast. I remember we kept saying, like, the Bills don't have a run game. And then Singletary. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the, yeah exactly. <laughs> From 2022 to 2023, so under Ken Dorsey, they're sixth in EPA per rush and third in success rate. They are a much better running team with Ken Dorsey than they were with Brian Dable. Right. I wonder how much of that metrics is uh, Dorsey maybe using Josh Allen as a runner. And more. that's what he should know. be doing, though. Like, that's what we've been saying. I don't right. know. Like, I also noticed, though, the, the volume of carries under Dorsey is way lower. It like, is. Um, so that's why the like success rate and the efficiency stats look good because there's not very much volume. But I, it's the numbers are the numbers. They're, they're a better running the football under... Norton, like I don't even know, or sorry, Darcy. <laughs> I don't let. Let's see what is Joe Brady gonna even like change up? Like I don't, I don't know. know what because coming into this year, the whole thing was, oh, we're gonna use a lot of twelve personnel, a lot of two tight end sets. Austin Knox is done for the year. He's not yeah. coming back. So is he done for the year? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought it was like surgery on his wrist or something. I but think he's gonna be back at some point. I could I, be wrong. He's out indefinitely. That's the last thing we had. He had wrist surgery, but. Who knows? Anyways, yeah, you're right. The 12 personnel was a thing. They never ran it in 2022. Yeah. So, like, you're kind of redoing everything. And the I think the reason why McDermott is firing Ken Dorsey is because he's looking at his quarterback and going, my quarterback, my multi $200 million man, the guy who's supposed to be the MVP potential of the NFL, is not playing the, like I think he should be playing under this offensive coordinator. So I'm going to change it up. That is literally the only reason you're doing this right now. But, like, you're the head coach. Like, you look yourself in the fucking mirror, dude. Seriously. Like, it's not just the offensive coordinator. You're in charge of the whole thing. You're in charge of the whole company. The Bills are a company. You're in charge of it. They're not doing well. You, It's your it's your responsibility. So Right. Um, and, like, is it, there's serious concerns that maybe being the defensive coordinator as well as the head coach is just too much on his plate. Like, it, it's not the first guy to struggle with doing both, right? It's, it's a lot on your plate to handle both. And especially when you have the injuries they've dealt with. Forgot to mention, yeah, since week five, they are dead last in all the EPA metrics on defense. That's when Matt Milano got hurt. Yep. Like, it's they're, they're, there's the coincidence. I think not. There's the correlation right there. It's right in front of us. Um, Last season, uh, the Buffalo Bills finished second in DVOA defense. He gets rid of Leslie Fraser. Right now, they're sitting 21st. So, and it's free falling. Yeah. Like, it's not doing it. Tom Petty. Oh, man crazy I, this is this is the team remember i think we talked about like a few weeks ago we're like what's that contender that's gonna fall off i, I might have been towards the beginning of the season we're like there's always one there's always there one is. contender that like doesn't live up to expectations it's kind of a dumpster fire you're welcome to 2023 buffalo bills yeah the buffalo bills have the same record as the las vegas raiders and the indianapolis <laughs> colts they're all five what and five. a world baby and the Bengals are sitting right there at five wins as well all right, anything else you got? No, sir. All right, Mr. Warrensy and I will be back for Weekend Wagers, so make sure you tune into that. This is an emergency podcast. Episode. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe. Apple, Spotify, you name it. We are there. Make sure to check our sponsors, Manscaped, BetterHelp, and Sweat Taylor, and we will talk to you later.